Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi, this is Anne-Marie and welcome to another show. This is show number 110 and today my guest is Farnoosh Brock. Now, Farnoosh is a multi-passionate entrepreneur, a published author, a speaker and a business coach and she started her own media and publishing company, Prolific Living Inc. after a long corporate career. Now today, Farnoosh helps professionals going through mid-career crisis on how to move up the corporate ladder or to get out and start their own business. And on today's show, she's going to talk about three actionable, practical and easy tips to get you to advance your career starting Monday morning, how to find a renewed sense of purpose and inspiration to pick up names, dust them off and go after them, and how to become self-aware of your work in life and stop treating it as a job and a means to an end, but rather recognize that they have or that you have special gifts and an obligation to fulfill those gifts and so much more. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. That was a lovely introduction, and I'm just really thrilled to be here with you today. Now, I know that uh, many ambitious and inspiring entrepreneurs, and these are people who have really dreamed about running their own business for a while and still in the corporate world, kind of are in that the position of being a bit stuck. And I know that that's an area that you are an expert in to support them in kind of transitioning and building their own business. Mm-hmm. What would you say would be some words of advice that you want to share? Because I know that it can be quite scary stepping out on your own and moving away from something that you are really quite comfortable with. Because I know that you came from a corporate background yourself. How did you kind of move from one to the other? Right. Great question. And uh, I did indeed. I had a very comfortable job. I had always been a salaried employee for over 11 years. So this was unthinkable for me. But I think there's several steps in the process. You know, one thing I would say is it's okay to make a mistake. You know, this is something that it stopped me forever. You know, it's okay to explore and maybe try things while you have your job and make some mistakes, learn things along the way, learn about what you like and what you don't like in terms of going out on your own and uh, kind of discover. So give yourself that permission while you have your job to learn more about yourself so that then you prepare for that ideal transition at the right time. Mm. Yeah. 
I think that they're so very important. And one of the things that I think would be really helpful for people to do some of that self-exploration and the self-discovery, what would be things that people should start to identify and become more self-aware of about themselves? All right. So the first one I would say is um, actually start with why, which is something Simon Sinek talks about. He's a published author and a brilliant speaker. And I have started to incorporate that in my work. And that means while you are in your job, understand clearly why you're unhappy. Because we may think we know the reason, but I want you to explore a little bit. For instance, if you are unhappy because you're not making enough money, then doubling your salary, as I did from my corporate job is not going to make you any happier so getting to the bottom of why you are unhappy for me it was that I didn't belong in the corporate structure for my fulfillment but it took me forever to figure it out because I was solving the wrong problem which was I thought I was just not paid enough as a a salaried employee and I wasn't happy so doubling my salary really doubled my misery. Mm -hmm. And I would say, ask yourself questions and go deeper. Am I really unhappy with my boss? Am I really unhappy with the type of work that I do? Am I really unhappy with the size of the company, the management? And that alone gives you the answers you need to help you what to do and what not to do as part of your next career. Mm-hmm. I love so. the way that you had said uh, you doubled your salary and you doubled your misery because <laughs> quite often we do think, oh, if only I get more money, if I get that new project, if I do this, if I do that. But in actual fact, it goes much deeper than that in your situation Correct. and many others. It's the structure you're working in. It's the environment. So even getting more money is just going to double because obviously you're going to have to take on more work within that structure that you really are just not feeling fulfilled and motivated in. Right. Absolutely. So that would be one. And I think the other one would be, you know, a lot of people think, okay, if I could just leave my job and uh, go become a consultant, that's the most common transition that employees take. They leave their employee position and they go become a consultant in the same area of expertise. Mm -hmm. Now that can work for some people, but if the root cause, which we just mentioned, the real why is that you are really unhappy with the type of work that you do, then doing that in a corporate structure or outside as a consultant is still the same work. So you're taking the problem with yourself. So I think understanding, so that comes to the second area, which is understanding what you really love in terms of work and what you don't love. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you an example and then turn it over to you. I have two engineering degrees, not one by two. In fact, I was going to get a third one, but, you know, I had to tell my dad, no, you know, I think I've done enough. (laughs) And I did not like engineering. I was not an engineer and I practiced it. And finally, I had to move on and accept that that is not the work that I really enjoy, despite the investment, despite the time. And to do that takes a lot of self-discovery and courage, but it's worth it because then it prepares you even better creating the, the real dream that you have in mind. Number three. Oh, yes, yes. 
Go ahead. Right. Number three. Go, go ahead and comment because I'm going to think about the third one. For oh, okay. No, I was going to say I can see how so important it is because if someone takes what they already know and the degrees that you've learned and decides, you know what, I'm going to leave the corporate world and I'm going to start my own consultancy, what will often end up happening then is that you actually create a business that you end up hating, which I just think would just be terrible because of the fact that you are concentrating the work that you're doing really on an area that is not fulfilling you, you're not passionate about it. And I mean, how sad for someone to leave one area, go to another, and especially being your own business, because this is really part of you. You want to go out there and be of service. But to end up disliking your work, your own business, to me, just seems so incredibly, yeah, sad for someone if they're in that situation. So I can really Mm -hmm. encourage people to really do some further exploration and Mm -hmm. ask the questions. And I know this is obviously something that you can support them with. And at the end of the show, we'll get people, give people all of the ways they can connect with you and to spend that time in identifying so that whatever move they make Mm -hmm. is going to be one that they really do feel that, hey, you know what, this is really an area which I enjoy. But uh, certainly, I just wanted to emphasize how important I think that that is. Yeah, absolutely. And and the reason people do that, move from one environment to another, but still do the same thing is because of fear of change, right? You stay within your comfort zone because you know what you know, and you don't know what you don't know. And I want to make a comment on the latter. You don't know what you can learn. And by that, I mean, you can take drastic shifts in your career later in life and start over. And that's perfectly okay. I mean, I went from that engineer slash project manager and a decade plus and all my education behind that to a published author. And I now speak and and write books on topics that have nothing to do with engineering or project management. (laughs) And, you know, I mean, I completely reinvented myself and I help my clients and students do the same. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't exactly 22 when I was doing this. So I really, really want to encourage you to believe because that's where it starts. Your mindset has to be right and on board for you to make this happen. You have to believe it's okay to start over. It's okay to completely shift the type of work that you do and learn something new and also go from a corporate employee to a business owner. It can happen overnight, but it can happen. Mm. So that's the type of work that um, I'm so passionate about because (laughs) I've gone through the process. How long did it take you to go from working in the corporate arena to Mm -hmm. starting your, your own business? Great question, Anne-Marie. It was a process. So I started my blog as a hobby in 2009-10 timeframe, and I started taking it seriously still as a hobby in 2010 after I attended Blog World 2010 in October in Las Vegas. That was life-shifting for me. It was just the light bulb going off, and I still had no intention of leaving my wonderful six-figure job, work from home, I mean, all those perks. But I decided, you know, maybe I should make something happened with the blog. So I would say that was the start. I started my newsletter, the first product, the first book, and I would and I quit my job May 2011. Wow. So, yes. 
So it was a process, I would say, I was blogging for a couple of years. I started taking it seriously for about six months. I was still not making any money, just to be crystal clear about that. Mm. And I gave up a six-figure job and I, I just, you know, we just completely went half in our household income. And I decided, you know, I, I just have to make this work. So it was just, you know, th- I can't have this because I know what I cannot do anymore. So I have to make this work. Yes, yes. But you burned the boat, so to speak. So I am now yes, going to put all yes. of my energy. <laughs> I don't know if you know that story about burning the boats. I said, we are not going back. So we're going to burn yes. those boats. So we have to stay here on the island too. I can't remember who it was about, but I thought, wow, that I'm familiar was, with it. Yeah, that was certainly a bold action to take but I tell you what sometimes you know when we have a plan B we don't really give our all to plan A and it's kind of like the way that I want to go you said that you were talking you were looking and building your blog how regularly were you blogging you know, I was pretty committed to the blog. And um, the more interest I lost in my job, which was really, really unfortunate, but it was like a magnet. I was getting pulled to the blog and away from my job. The more I was putting my energy because I wanted to feel like I was doing something useful. Yes. So I was blogging and I would go through periods because I was experimenting sometimes three times a week, sometimes four, sometimes two. And I have a pretty hectic travel schedule too. Mm-hmm. So it adds a bit of complexity to my life. I still travel quite a bit. So sometimes it would go up or down. But my advice, if you are blogging, is to be consistent. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you blog once a month or four times a week. As long as you are consistent, I think that's what I have found from years of blogging, that it promises growth, if you will. Yeah. So, And I love that. And the reason I asked that was because I could imagine, because I think you mentioned that as you were starting to do more blogging, you were still working in the Mm -hmm. corporate world. Did you find that because you had that blog, because you were able to share your thoughts and I would imagine to share information and uh, that's on areas and topics that you were really passionate about, did you find that pressure or that dissatisfaction that you were having in your corporate world was eased somewhat because you had this other outlet of your blog where you could really write and, and work with your passion? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that was my only indication that this was what I was meant to do. You know, I didn't have a fancy business plan. I still never put together a business plan. Mm -hmm. And as you heard, I'm very analytical. I'm an engineer, you know, logical woman. But this decision was all heart and everything else had to follow because before that, I've always made my decisions with my head. So this was, you know, I was getting so much fulfillment mm. from doing something like this. And I could only imagine what it's like to run my own show. And I was truly never meant to have a boss. And Maria was such a trouble to all my bosses. <laughs> you know, I mean, we had a good time, but I just... You know, and you always have a boss when you're in corporate. Even the CEO reports to the board and to the stockholders, right? Yes. So um, um, this was the way to go. I love the way that you're sharing that story. And as you were saying that, I was kind of reminded and I lost the thought, but I'm sure it'll come back to me. But, you know, as we start to investigate and just go out there and do oh that's what I was going to say what you did was you did the absolute opposite of what you would normally do and sometimes that 
of courage that we take. And it's kind of like, you know what, we're always following the same things that we know, the same things that we have used or worked in for so many, many years. Sometimes it's taking that leap of faith with with a bit of courage, even with not so much courage, and saying, you know what, I'm going to do something different, which is what Mm -hmm. you did. And often that'll help us to break free of what's keeping us stuck. Expand our awareness around, hang on a second, yeah, this really is something that I enjoy, which is what you've done as well, you know, with your blogging. Had you not done that, had you decided, you know what, I need a plan and I need to do this and I need to analyse, you may never have taken that step. Would you say that that's a fair fair comment? Mm. It's a brilliant observation because that's exactly what I did, the, the one where I was waiting for this grand plan, for this grand bulb to go off all those years because I was very unhappy for a number of years before I quit. And I don't recommend you wait to get to the point of misery that I was in, but I think it's really, really important to realize the level of risk you are willing to take and then understanding that having a job is actually a risk. And this may be a little bit of a off topic, but my same employer just did, they have done two major layoffs since I left and they have let some brilliant people go. So having a job, I argue, is as much a risk as, you know, running your own business, even more so. So. I think you have to understand just your own risk tolerance. I mean, I understand there is other things that go into the security of having a job, but then and having a plan is good. I teach that in my classes now. But the ultimate decision is, first of all, all yours. It's not your family's. It's not your friends. It's nobody's. You have to make that decision on your own. And also, it has to come from your heart. Yeah. I really believe the mental preparation is all great, but you will know when it's time to go. And if you ignore that sign, I think you're just going to suffer yeah. and lose precious time. I yeah. think so. And you know, it's been so many years that I have been in a court environment and I quite enjoyed it I would never go back mind you but I enjoyed it because it was smaller organizations and so I was able to work on a number of multiple different areas so it kept me you know it kept me moving from one thing to another and sort of kind of entrepreneurial but I would imagine that if someone is working in an environment which it really doesn't feed their soul the longer mm-hmm. you stay in that you can become accustomed to that to the point where the dream that you have once had, you know, that little spark, that little tiny little piece of hope, unfortunately, just gets wiped out. So I think what you said is so important that don't wait too long because, you know, that spark of hope and passion, you don't want that to just blink out overnight. Would you say that that's, yeah, what you did, you thought, you know what, I need to do something. So true, so true, because I think you actually, I hate to say it this way, but I really believe we kill our own dreams. Mm. You know, nobody else is there to blame. I mean, whatever your circumstances, I promise you, you can do a simple Google search and find people who are ordinary people with far worse circumstances who have come out and dug out and made something happen. So the question is, what was so special about them? And the answer is nothing. I think they believed in themselves. They trusted themselves and they believed that the dream was worthy. Mm. So this is really, really the truth. I used to read these things and not believe them because I had become so jaded and cynical when I was in corporate. But then I started to completely turn around and start believing them just to experiment And this is exactly the truth. Mm. Whatever you believe, 
will come to be. Yes, yeah. So very important. Mm-hmm. Our own right. mindset and around the the voice, the internal voice that we allow ourselves to listen to, and often the inner critic, and you know the inner critic could just go off, you know, if we yes. don't uh, tell her or him to be silenced. But something else, and I'd love to hear your mm-hmm. thoughts on this. Something else that I think is very, very important as well is to surround ourselves. Support us now, even though they may not see the dream or recognize it, or even maybe mm-hmm. believe in it themselves. But that they get behind us, no matter what, to be there as a support. And also, the people who are the naysayers, they're the type of people that really we don't want to associate ourselves with. Did you find that in your journey that you really got a great support? Yes, yes. I'm so glad you brought this one up because this one gets a lot of people, and I think it's important. This is what I really teach. When you know, I have a class that helps people transition, and I think it's important to get your life partner on board. Mm-hmm. So that's your spouse, you know, whoever shares your life. And if that person is on board, then I think it's important not to expect family and friends and coworkers to really understand and support. If they do, that's great. But I think it's your job to find the people that will fiercely support you. But my point is, don't expect that to be your family. Don't put that pressure on your aunt and on your cousin and on, on your father even. They love you, but they don't have, because I had that and it really bothered me that, you know, my parents and my in-laws weren't just like, yay, you you know, they were like, oh, my God, are you nuts? <laughs> what are you and, doing? And then, yes. Right. And then I turn around and I hire my husband and they thought we have completely lost it. And, you know, they love you and, and you want to help them understand. But you got to get your support from somewhere, like you said, Anne-Marie. And so there is support systems. You know, you could even get a mentor, a coach, a mastermind group, whatever it takes to, to have people that you go to, that you talk about your business. They share your vision. They want you to be successful. Mm. But I think it's important not to have that expectation because the disappointment can stop you and then sabotage your whole effort. So you want to be very careful how you handle that. Yes. I think this is so very important because often if we open ourselves up and allow the negativity to continue to, to just be in our space, it can so mm-hmm. impact negatively our energy. And I'm a firm believer in what you put your attention, focus and energy on, it will expand. Now, when it comes to the case of close relatives, like your parents, obviously, if they've got a completely different model of the world and understanding of career and so forth, whilst we we love them, I think it's important to be able to have some form of conversation with them to say, look, I love you and I respect you and you know, this is really something that I'm passionate about. Now, if you're not able to support me, what I do ask is that you know, you don't say those negative things because that can really impact me. We need to be able to, or something around those words, boundaries so that uh, we don't feel like our energy has just been zapped because we're right back there in the corporate world aren't we, where we're feeling drained and just unmotivated. We're back there when we're surrounded with that negativity. Did you find that you had to have some similar conversation with those people that you loved, your family, to really get that kind of boundary in place? 
Yes, and and I wish I was as nice as you and said, please don't say those negative things. But I'm sure I was more emotional. But no, I did. And you know, at some point, I also tried to just, you know, I just knew at one point, Anne Marie, and I've always tried to listen to my parents and make my dad proud and have a stable job. I mean, I'm supposed to be the you know stable employee, and then my brothers are the entrepreneurs in the family. Mm-hmm. So I think at some point, I just knew. I am going to do this and come whatever. So I remember the conversations were hard because I was really taking it personally, which is what I try to help people understand because now I see it. You cannot have that expectation, but it's very important to have open conversation. It's very important to say to your loved ones that, look, I respect your opinion, but this is my decision. This makes me happy. And I know you want me to be happy, so please support me in whatever way you can, yes. right? And include them as much as possible because what we tend to want to do when we feel like people reject us or they disagree with us is we go inward and we close in and we, we shut the world out. And that creates uh, tension with your relationships and you don't want that. And I know this is easier said than done, but hopefully that just helps you as you're going through this, because then all they really want is for us to be happy. And that's the irony. Everybody wants the same thing. We just want to go about it differently. Differently. Exactly. And what about now? Because obviously you've been doing your business for a while. Have they come around to to really support you that 110%? (laughs) Yes, yes. You know, it's been six months or no 10 months since I've hired my husband. So now, you know, I I have a published book and that's apparently, you know, a big deal. I mean, it's wonderful, but Mm -hmm. you know, when, you know, there's a physical thing they can, they can kind of grasp and understand. I mean, they probably still don't understand everything I do, but they are supportive. They see how happy we are. And that I think is, is all they really wanted. And, you know, we haven't gone broke. We haven't, you know, (laughs) you know, lost our house or anything. I mean, they see that we are being responsible. And I think that's it. The proof is really how you come out. I mean, success speaks volumes and it may take you a while to get there and that's okay. But I think your parents will come around, you know, just make sure you handle those conversations with love. I think that will just guide the way. So important. And I I had to chuckle to myself when you said about your parents. That's the same with mine when mine, you know, when when she's asked, you know, so what's Anne Marie doing? I don't really know, but she does things on the internet and I don't know, something with an audio. I I really don't know, but just, you know, and even my husband sometimes says it too. And it's like, are you kidding me? But it, it, but it's quite funny, but it's good that they're there now, there to be able to support you. And they've got your book and say, well, here, this is what one of the projects. Exactly. She writes books. (laughs) There. We get that. Right. But that's something they can certainly understand, which is great. So, look, I mean, I've loved the conversation today, and I think um, it was such a deep, deep conversation. And the reason I say that is so often we hold ourselves back from taking that step forward to a dream that we may have because of fear, because of the unknown, because of judgment. But, you know, you have lived that journey. You have gone from the corporate world to now running your own business now your husband is partnering with you in your business which I think is just fantastic you know your family who initially were a little bit skeptical are now there to support you and I think through 
through that journey, would you say now that you've just, your self-belief and your confidence has just grown? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, I look back and I really thought I was always confident, Anne-Marie. And when I look back, I realize I was very ambitious and outspoken, mm-hmm. But I was deep down, like, you know, in, in private, I was not confident. I was a scared little mouse. Mm-hmm. And now I have finally become the confident woman that I'd always dreamt to become through giving up the things that weren't working for me, starting over, pushing myself and really defining what was important to me. So absolutely, I am happier, more confident. And I hope this helps inspire your listeners that mm-hmm. whatever their circumstances, change is possible and the best is you know really yet to come i love and i want to thank you you know uh, when you first started it really was scary and i'm sure when you're transitioning you're building a new business arm to your business we have learning curves that we need to go through and there's things that we're uncertain but now we work through those but i think often when people are at the starting point they look at where people are now in their businesses and where they want to be and get into comparison mode but often what they don't realize is they've had to go through a journey a learning curve the challenges and so forth so often we look at the people's best when we compare it to where we are our stuckness and our worst so to speak and that can often keep us stuck too yes yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you don't realize you look at a superstar online and you don't have a clue how long he or she has been at it, you know, and when you find out really when they started and how many failures they have, then you get some perspective. However, the point that I hope you take away from this is no matter what your situation, if you want to start a business and that's your ultimate dream, start doing something now yes. because time is of the essence right but that way you make room for all those learning curves and yeah. all of that the sooner you start even while you keep your job to start a side hustle or a side gig as I call it mm-hmm. and build it and grow it and that way you're doing something and not waiting so mm-hmm. I hope you take that advice and yeah then, absolutely you know. and something else that I will often share with people too is that go and find someone that has been there because you need a good mentor or a good support person, accountability partner there alongside you and someone who's lived that journey will be able to share their experiences, which then gives a great opportunity for me to ask, how's the best way for people to get in contact with you, Fanoush? Yes, um, thank you. Thank you for asking. So my home online is prolificliving.com. Okay. So that's where I blog. That's my personal development blog. And I have my confidence program, which is completely free. You can grab it. And then I have my career programs. And depending on what you're interested in, you know, if you want to become a superstar employee, which I did before I left, <laughs> and, and it was foul one while it lasted, that's at fasttrackpromotion.com. And that's a free course where I talk about things that your employer wants you to know, but they can't quite come out and tell you. So it's these little known secrets for corporate success. Okay. But my other course where I help you make that transition from being an employee to starting your own business to becoming an entrepreneur and to just moving in that direction, that's smart exitblueprint.com and I have a free video series there to get you started and to just kind of, you know, warm you up along the way to help you make that 
very, very wonderful transition. Wonderful. And, of course, all of those resources and those links and uh, other contact details for Farnoosh is on the show notes. So all you need to do is go to ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES110. So that's ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES110. Now, this is the first time you're listening to the show. I mean, you have just had an incredible aha. I just know it from all of the brilliance that Farnoosh shared. But why don't you go ahead and subscribe to the iTunes channel. You can just link straight through. It's got a link there on the show notes as well that you can do that so that you don't miss other shows that are coming up. Lots of other great guests just like Farnoosh we've had today. And of course, while you're there, why don't you... um a comment. Um, what's your aha today? What steps are you going to take? The first, of course, will be to uh, go and visit Farnoosh's web addresses there so that you can get those incredible resources. Because you know what? Sometimes we can just get stuck in our stuckness and we've got to take that leap of faith. Farnoosh has done it. She's got great steps to show you how you can do that as well so that you can start living the dream to rise up the corporate ladder or start your own business. Look, once again, Farnoosh, thank Thank you so much for coming on the show. I've just so thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. And uh, look, success. You have just uh, really lived and and taken that step and you're living your dream. And uh, it's been such an honor to spend some time with you today. Thank you. I had so much fun, Anne-Marie, and I'm so, so glad that we spoke. And I hope your listeners take a lot away from this. Thank you. My pleasure. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Do you want to promote your business to tens of thousands of other ambitious entrepreneurs, both nationally and internationally? I invite you to reach out and learn more about our customized sponsorship packages by emailing beasponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com. That's beasponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com and we'll send you out further details. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.